welcome to word of truth so today's video is going to be called the fatality of unforgiveness so just as i was praying and um, before starting this video the holy spirit just put this scripture on my heart so this is really the prayer for this video james 5 19 says brethren if any of you do err which means turn away or um i guess lose course or be deceived uh, err from the truth and one convert him let him know that he which converted the sinner from the error of his ways shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. So I'm going to read it again. It says, brethren. So we're talking to the brethren, the body of Christ, those that are saved by grace through faith. Um, those that are actually really saved. Um, if any of you do err from the truth, go astray from the truth and one convert him. Let him know that he which converted the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sin. So in the scripture, the sinner that it's talking about is the person who is saved that now does, now is turned away from the truth, is now going astray from the truth. So I didn't have that on my heart before. The Holy Ghost has put that on my heart. So I'm just going to, that's the prayer for this video that if in this topic of forgiveness you are the sinner that is gone astray from the truth i pray that this video will bring you back on on course and i pray that um yeah you your sin will be hidden um that your soul will be saved from death and that your yeah your multitude of sin shall be hidden so that's the prayer as you watch this video as a believer in jesus christ if you are you know, if this, if this relates to your circumstance and you have erred concerning this topic, I pray that you'll be brought back on course by the power of the Holy Ghost. So, the fatality of unforgiveness. That's the topic. That's the title for today's video. Um, yeah, so forgiveness is something that I'm personally really passionate about. I feel like the Lord is really birthing in me the ministry and ability and the anointing to be able to speak on, on forgiveness. Um, it's something that every person has to deal with at least once in their life because mate Jesus said offences will come so your brother or your sister will do something to offend you at some point but you don't have to be offended you don't have to have unforgiveness but in the church sometimes we think about when we think of we think of sin we think of big sins such as we think of things like murder and adultery as big sins but we don't take the time or we if we consider forgiveness we often see it as a, a little sin um, because, for example, someone's murdered your family member, then the person on the other side almost, in the eyes of the world anyway, and sometimes we take on the same worldly mentality, has a right to have unforgiveness. It's like it's understandable why they have unforgiveness. But when we read scripture, we don't see that. Never anywhere does Jesus say that he understands why we have unforgiveness. Never is there, never are we allowed to have any excuses um, to hold unforgiveness is actually a commandment um, to forgive and I called it the, the fatality of unforgiveness because I don't I don't believe that we actually always understand the fatality of unforgiveness we see unforgiveness we go oh, yeah I'm holding unforgiveness so yeah I know it's wrong but we don't actually know what the end result of it is and that's what we're going to look at today um, basically so we're going to start in Matthew 18 verse 21 and it says 
Then Peter came, then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I sin and I forgive him? Till seven times, Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Therefore, if the kingdom of heaven, therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king which would be which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him ten thousand talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife and children, and all that he had, and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Let's, let me just say what's happened so far. So Jesus, Peter's come unto Jesus. G, um, Peter is one of Jesus' 12 disciples he comes to jesus to say if my brother sins against me how often should i sin how often should i forgive him seven times peter's thinking seven times mate if my brother sins against me seven times that's that must be a lot and jesus is like no 70 unto 70 times seven i'm going to come back onto this i'm just going to give a summary because i'm reading king james version so i just realized that maybe what i'm saying is not um there's no comprehension so i'm just given a summary of what's been said but then now jesus begins to tell a parable and he basically compares the kingdom of heaven to a certain king so basically the kingdom of heaven being heaven the king being the father and the fact that there came a point where the father had to give account he wanted to give account uh, his servants to give account he wants to take account of his servants what do you owe me etc etc and so one servant was brought to him and he had a debt of um 10,000 talents I think it says basically the servant couldn't pay it so the father the king said to him that he was going to sell him his wife and his children um basically they had until he could pay it um but basically the servant uh, fell down and worshipped him and basically begged uh, for mercy and asked the Lord to have patience on him and the Lord was moved with compassion and he basically loosed him and forgave him of his debt that's what we're up to verse 28 but the servant, but the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he could pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt, because thou desirest me. Shouldst thou, should not thou also have compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on, you, on thee? And his Lord was wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. And this last verse is so key, because Jesus said in the parable, and straight away he gives a uh, basically an interpretation of this parable. So likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you if you, ye from your heart, forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. So after this servant was forgiven, he now went out, found a servant that was lower than him that owed him something and the servant couldn't pay it so he now took him by the throat can you imagine took him by the throat and basically told him to pay so he couldn't the, the fellow servant begged him for mercy 
to, for patience. But this servant who was already just been forgiven of a great debt basically said no and threw him into jail. And so other servants heard about this, told the king, the king was basically angry. He took the servant said, how, basically, how dare you? How dare you? The audacity of you not to forgive this servant who owes you, what did it say, one pence? And you owe me 10,000 talents, yeah? How dare you not forgive him when I've forgiven you? And because of that, he took the servant and th um, and it said he delivered him unto the tormentors. And then Jesus said, that's the same thing that the Father will do to those of us who do not forgive our brothers their sins, their trespasses. So the first thing I wanted to say about this is that this clearly shows, if we just go right to the last, the last line, it basically gives us the the end verdict of unforgiveness as a believer. So obviously this video is to believers. If you're not a believer, then obviously I encourage you to put your to repent of your sin and put your faith in Jesus Christ. But this video is to believers and this parable when Jesus was speaking it, he was talking to believers as well. You know, because he was he was sharing it with Peter. Peter is his disciple and he just asked him a question and he said, the kingdom of heaven. And obviously we know that the kingdom of heaven is only for those people that have placed their trust in Jesus. Um, have accepted his sacrifice and repented of their sins and, and given themselves over to his lordship. So the kingdom of heaven, those who are saved, those of us who have been forgiven a great debt, if we do not forgive our brothers and sisters for what they do against us, even though we've been forgiven of great sin, then the father will be angry with us. And he will hand us over to the torment. So that's what Jesus said. It's not a if but maybe thing. It's actually a like a sure fact. Mark eleven twenty five says the same thing. So I'm gonna read Mark eleven, um, verse twenty five and twenty six, and it says, "And when you stand praying, forgive, forgive, if you have all against any." That your father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses but if you do not forgive neither will your father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses i just want to like stay here just for a little bit because the scripture says that if we don't forgive the father will not forgive us and i don't know why but for some reason we we can read that and still think yeah but and it's like we need to get to a place as believers where we read the scripture and we believe what it says. If Jesus is saying that if we do not forgive, the Father will not forgive us, that's actually what it means. It means if we who have been forgiven of a great debt cannot forgive our brothers and sisters because the, the, the truth is this, no matter what anyone's done to us, like even the, the worst sin that someone can do against us within this, on this earth, yeah, it's nothing compared to what we did to Jesus. The reason Jesus was on the cross, the reason Jesus took on the whole sin of the world, the reason Jesus as an innocent man, and not only as an innocent man, but as God in the flesh, took on, even, even became human in the first place and had to go through this life and suffer all the things that we suffer in this flesh, also took on the punishment for sin when he didn't deserve it because of us, and we were forgiven of that. Every single sin you've ever committed, from your ones that you knew that you committed, to the unknown ones from the, from the time you were born to the however old you are now, 
we have been forgiven all of, of all of those if we have chosen to repent turn away from our sin and uh, and basically we re- jesus is the uh, that's how we receive the that's he's the manifestation of grace and truth that's how we receive the grace and mercy of the father through jesus if we've accepted his mercy the lord has literally he says he loosed the servant and he had compassion on him the lord had compassion on us by sending jesus so no matter what anybody does on this earth no matter how bad it is like basically the scripture doesn't give condition it doesn't say if this person does this and you don't forgive them it's okay it just says if you do not forgive that if you're praying and you realize that you have something against somebody forgive because if you don't forgive the father will not forgive you point blank and basically if i'm saying this and even as i'm speaking it this word is going into your heart and it's cutting you but you still want to make an excuse you need to repent that's the truth because the truth is is that being holding unforgiveness is like is basically you're being a hypocrite and i'll say why you're being a hypocrite because what is, I looked at what the, what hip, what it means to actually be a hypocrite. So, the being a hypocrite. Where is the direct definition of this now? A person who pretends to have virtues, morals, or religious beliefs, principles, etc. That does that doesn't actually that they don't actually possess. A person whose actions belie stated beliefs. So if you say that you put your trust in Jesus, that you believe in Jesus, Jesus is your Lord okay first and foremost forgiveness is a commandment it's not something that you it's not an option an optional extra it's actually a commandment and so if you say that jesus is your lord but you do not want to obey him you are actually being hypocrite if you can you can't forgive you're saying i'm you can't forgive because you're looking at the sin of your brother or sister you're like you're taking you know going from what peter was saying about how many times you're looking at the number of times someone has done you wrong the number of times yeah um you're basically being like the person who looked at the speck in their brother's eye but cannot see the plank in their own eye because what you're basically saying is that you can see your brother and sister's sin but you can't see yours because you're not seeing that unforgiveness is a sin unforgiveness is a sin so if you cannot repent of that and you repent of it by turning away from it, giving it up, giving up your right to be offended. That's the phrase that my friend Joe likes, that phrase. You giving up your right to be offended. If you can't do that, you're being a hypocrite. You are being a hypocrite. So th- this is this is the the equation. It goes like this. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ and he's your Lord and you do not forgive, the Father will not forgive you. Point blank. And we need to get to a place of maturity where we can just accept what god says we cannot basically you cannot stand before the lord on judgment day and say yeah but lord but this but that because he can see your heart he can see your heart and the thing about that scripture in matthew it says if you do not forgive from your heart so the thing is is that you can fool everybody else you can even try to pretend to yourself that's obviously what being a hypocrite is like you can fool other people but it says that your actions belie what you pers- um what you you know your stated beliefs so the father is not deceived he can see your heart and you know the scripture says that a good tree will bring forth good out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so forgiveness from the heart i'm not saying that it's an easy thing so i'm not this is not a video really for people that are in they're struggling to forgive but they actually want to basically i'm talking about the unwillingness to forgive the feeling like you can have an excuse to forgive um, this is what really this who this video is 
targeting because it's a dangerous game to be playing to be holding on forgiveness and to be making excuses and to make people that want to say the word directly like i have to do in this video right now have to try to come onto your side and that's as believers we need to be careful not to err from the truth because you know of feelings because of emotions because of the situation but do you know how many times they've done this wrong to me so basically the point is is that it doesn't there's no condition to the amount of time because and even the amount of time let's just put it down to jesus said up to 70 times seven but for me that personally i when i see that because i know that seven represents perfection and ten completion it's like for me it's like complete perfection in terms of the way that we forgive like there's no there's no limits on it for me but let's just take it at the the first value which is the number 70 times 7 490 times what which of your brother or your sister is really gonna offend you is really gonna do wrong to you 490 times like let's put it let's put it real. i don't really think anyone even does it. when we think oh they keep on doing it we're talking about three four or five times maybe ten times 490 like that's a lot of time so even if we just took it at that it's like we're not even really going to get there but let's just say that we that was the number that is actually what we have to until they do it 490 times you just have to keep forgiving them forgiving them and the forgiveness we're talking about is the same forgiveness that the father demonstrates to us when god forgives he forgets so it's not a i forgive you but it's not it's a i forgive you and therefore my words and actions towards you are now of love I'm extending the same grace that God has given to me um, to you. So basically, <clears throat> unforgiveness is basically a slap in the Father's face. And he's just. Let's remember that God is just. So as a just God, he is going to be angry. That's what that scripture says. It says that the, the king was wroth, meaning he was angry. And that was why he threw. He, he basically said, I forgave you a debt that you couldn't pay. Basically, we cannot, we could not pay our sin. I mean, this is, I guess we have to remind ourselves of these truths because we can easily forget how much we've been forgiven of. It's easy to forget, you know, because you can compare yourself to others around you and you can think, oh, I, I didn't do that, I didn't do this, I wasn't like that. Or even the person that, say, is transgressing against you, trespassing against you, you can look at what they're doing to you and think, I've never done that, I don't do that. They're saying this, they're saying that, but... I wouldn't do that forgetting what you have been forgiven of and if we always can remember like how blessed and how how much grace God extended to us then we are going to be more we are going to be quicker to forgive um yeah so the end result of unforgiveness is actually fatal it's not something to be taken lightly it's a grave sin because unforgiveness basically basically allows us to see other people's sin without seeing ours and we harden our heart in that but what going back to matthew 18 what it said was that in that parable that jesus told it said that the king had compassion on the servant and so that is what god already showed us you know we love him because he loved us first while we were still sinners christ died for us and that's why God sent Jesus because can you imagine if when we sinned or because obviously Jesus came before us that live now but from Adam and Eve if God was like psh, like basically offended and he was like forget it and he couldn't see 
our broken state. But he saw our broken state, which is why he even banished Adam and Eve from the garden. He said, lest they reach out and live forever by eating from the tree of life in their in basically in their in their state of death. He's had compassion on us. And for us, sometimes basically when we hold unforgiveness, we are not operating from a place of compassion or love. Because for someone to actually trans um trespass against you it's actually because they are lacking or broken in some area but because we are so hurt um we can't see that but it's basically a a case of asking the lord to always help us to see like why did they do that because obviously this is going this is this is there's loads of reasons and like direction that could come from but let's say maybe you've tried to wreck like you tried you you've gone to them and said this is what they did to, to you and then they've done it again okay let's use that example and it's like getting to a place of asking the lord like why showing for the lord to i guess show you them so you can have compact show you them according to the spirit and and according to you know what to like yeah to show you to for him to show you from his perspective that's what i wanted to say that you can have compassion on them just the way that he does on you when the lord sees you obviously he knows who you can be that's basically seeing you according to the spirit of Christ. But he also knows the stuff that you're dealing with in order to get there. So he has compassion on you. He doesn't give up on you. And obviously love never gives up. And it always hopes. And um, it always perseveres. And that's really the commandment we have as believers. To love one another as Christ loved us. And so if we hold unforgiveness, it just shows that we're not actually operating in love. Because we can't see that we're not. It's compassion that moved um, the judge it was compassion that moved the judge and so for us it's going to be compassion that moved us to forgive it's going to be a realization of our of and always a having a at the forefront of our mind the how blessed we are to even have a relationship with god because of what he's done for us already and if we if we you know go so far in our christianity we forget that then it's easy to not forgive others. How, how come they're still doing that? Da, 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 da. Um, but really, the Lord wants to have to come from a place of compassion. And yeah, he was moving with compassion. So the Lord wants to come from a place of compassion. And the thing is that, so when the servant couldn't forgive, it said that the judge called him a wicked servant. Wicked. Basically, unforgiveness is evil. It's evil it's actually evil like i'm stressing this so that it can really go into our go into our heart and we can really receive this word of unforgiveness that we can make a decision to always forgive to always forgive the judge said that he forgave him all his trust forgave the servant all his debt right and he and then jesus said so likewise shall my heavenly father so sorry the judge said that he had forgiven the servant all his debt and he basically, um, he was upset that he couldn't forgive his. He said, shouldest thou not also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on you? Basically, that would be the just thing to do. Because of your salvation, the just thing for you to do is to always forgive. And we are supposed to be just. We're supposed to be holy as he is holy, just as he is just righteous as he is righteous and the righteous judgment is to forgive others because of what he's done for us that's the correct outflow outpouring of that uh of that grace that he's given to us to pour it onto others 
And so Jesus said, if we don't forgive from our hearts, that he will not forgive us. And so it's for us to always to check our hearts. So this is not, like I said, it's not a video for those that are struggling to forgive, but want to, but for those that don't even see that unforgiveness is serious, the end result of unforgiveness, I didn't even go into the deep, but the end result of unforgiveness is that the Lord will part, will deliver you onto the tormented, meaning you will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Let's just put it where it is. You will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. The tormentors that we're talking about, we're talking about the lake of fire, yeah? That is the... That is the seriousness of unforgiveness. We need to get to a place where we see that. It's that deep. Because we think like, you know, all the different kind of doctrine stuff we can think. But the scriptures are the scriptures and it says what it says. It says, if we as believers do not forgive, the Father will not forgive us. He will be angry and he'll be just. Because really what you're saying is that Jesus is not your Lord. Because if he's your Lord, you're going to obey him. And a refusal to forgive is disobedience. And the, the Father is, will be angry um with that so i just want to quickly check if i miss out i basically didn't really go for my notes but just to see if there's anything else that just to on this topic but basically we don't want to be a wicked servant we want to be a servant who extends the same mercy as our lord who's able to have eyes of compassion and able to love our brothers and sisters and, and to forgive them and not to be a hypocrite to one who actually does the will of our Father. That's the scripture I'm just going to end on. Matthew 7, verse 21 to 23. So it says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you, ye that work iniquity. So iniquity and wicked are words that go together. And so if we go back to the what the judge, the, the king said to the servant, he called him wicked. And so... Those who do, if we do not do the will of our Father, which is to forgive our brothers and sisters, if we say we love God but we hate our brother and sister, we will not loose them, we will not l release them and forgive their sins and have compassion on them, then the Lord will not forgive us because we're not doing his will. He's given us the ability to love, he's given us the ability to extend grace, he's given us the Holy Ghost, you know, he's given us his anointing in us. We have everything pertaining to life and godliness. We have no excuse. And that's why he'll be angry because it's not even like it's asking you to forgive in your own strength. You just have to say, okay, and he will and he will do the rest. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So let's just take this seriously. And if you have been erring from the truth concerning forgiveness, thinking that maybe there's a clause and it's okay somewhere, you know, this is not, I'm not telling people to go be lovey-dovey with someone that's, xyz but loving true forgiveness from the heart means that it doesn't mean forgiveness and reconciliation are two separate things but for, you have to forgive even before you go to reconcile that's the thing and sometimes we can forget that it's kind of maybe another video but let's be a people that obey the lord let's take the word of the lord seriously if the lord says that the father will not forgive us if we don't forgive those who trespass against us let's take that let's heed that warning while we have a chance to heed that warning let us not stand down before the lord and he's like what's that in your chest seeds of unforgiveness 
that's that is a scary it's a scary thing to to fall into the hands of the living god that's what the scripture says so i pray that you know you've been blessed i pray that you've been convicted i pray that you know you are encouraged or exhorted to come back on track and to just accept the word of the lord and that if you're not in a place where you're holding unforgiveness but that in the future it will be something that's on the front of your heart that you ask the lord to uh, you know, ex- show you his people from his perspective, give you compassion and give you a heart to always be willing to forgive. So, um, yeah, so that's it, guys. So uh, God bless you and I'll see you next time. Bye.